0: (laughs) that's right welcome in welcome back everybody to a technical shutout edition of the always Iris show as always you can find the program on youtube do hit subscribe if you haven't yet i'd appreciate that give the video a thumbs up if you approve of its content when it's over and i'd appreciate that as well Twitter, search bar always irish or at JKZND4. Emails, always Irish India, Gmail.com. Audio only anywhere you want me. You can get me always Irish Radio 312-988-15. Here's the thing with Always Irish Radio. I owe you guys an apology. Go figure. Life has gotten busy between work and family, the holiday coming up. Things have gotten tighter for me time-wise. Haven't had the time I need to dedicate to get the radio thing going every single week regularly. We will get there, though. Some things are going to change. We'll get there. So, here's how we're going to start this show. If anybody ever followed me over the years, my Twitter, my material, my podcasting, even before it was YouTube, just audio only, if you follow me at all over that time, And you ever sat there and wondered, listening to me talk or watching me yell, if you ever said to yourself, what in the hell would it take for John to not have anything to complain about from Notre Dame? If you ever asked yourself that, you got your answer Saturday. That's it. You got the answer. What kind of performance from Notre Dame does it take For John to be satisfied and happy. There you go. There's the bar. There's the standard. Okay. There it is a shutout and a ton of points. Okay. Now, I know some of you are going to say, but John, Georgia Tech sucks. How great can you really feel about it? You know, beating this team by that much? They're not that good. Shouldn't you have different standards and all that? This is why I say in the pregame shows, when we're playing not good teams, this is exactly what I mean when I say this is a game more about Notre Dame than the opponent. This is more about what we do or don't do rather than worrying about what the other team does or doesn't do. These are those tests. These are those samples. This is why I say, I know they're terrible. It's all about what we do. What are we capable of? 55 nothing's my standard. Perfect. love it. They don't score a single point. You hang a double nickel on them. Love it. That's my standard. So so even if you want to tell me, Georgia Tech's really, really bad. You can't judge that much from it. But here's the thing. You can judge a lot from even playing a terrible team. Here's how you judge it when your team's playing a terrible team. Do you barely squeak by, let them hang around, you're sluggish, make a bunch of errors, kick the ball around, and end up winning by 10 points over a dead team? Or do you go in there knowing they're terrible, you're not, and you win 55-0, leave no doubt, and force people to have to look at that 55-0 when they're scrolling through the scores or looking on ESPN where Notre Dame's not even listed on their board of playoff contenders at all? So there is a bar to be measured when you play a bad team. Do you kick the shit out of them or not? That's the bar when you play a team like this this should be the expected result every single time dominate them in all three phases this is the standard i look for when we play lesser teams this is what that result should look for three four five six times a damn year some of the teams notre dame plays so if you ever wondered what kind of jobs it gonna take by notre dame to get john to be happy this was it this was it great job to everybody involved my my freaking blood pressure was so low i still had to call the doctor but for an opposite reason it was so calm i felt like something was wrong so this is what you do when you're good and you're getting better and you're on the rise and you are ascending and you, get a, you got a turd stuck in the road you have to run over. So great, great job. I think Notre Dame should have two, three, four, five of these a year looking at some of the dog teams we end up playing And not because we schedule them to be dogs, they just end up being dogs. That's the other thing. We schedule a lot of brand names that end up being the dogs I'm referencing. I don't care. 55 nothing into my veins all day. So, congratulations to the 40 seniors and their families. What a perfect way to go out. Five straight 10-plus win seasons from Notre Dame. Never been done before. Did Brian Kelly push the the gas on this one, knowing that we are on the edge of playoff consideration in a beauty pageant? Also, here's something else to note. It would be one thing of us all talking about, and I talked in the pregame about, now that you're officially in a one-loss beauty pageant contest you don't have the option to just cruise by the last two weeks you do need those style points it's one thing to beat georgia tech 55 nothing here's the other interesting part of that georgia tech now has to play georgia back to back next week so that is a really fast easy comparison data point what Notre Dame does to Georgia Tech, and what Georgia's going to do to Georgia Tech. Back-to-back weeks with a common opponent. How much of that came into play? Was it a conscious thing like I wanted it to be from Kelly? We're laying the wood on these guys because we have to. Whatever it is, fine. 55 nothing. great. Here's, Here's the other part everybody knows if you're a notre dame fan that does want a chance to play for the championship if that interests you last night was very interesting because one of the big dominoes you needed to fall aside from oklahoma last week you needed oregon to slip up they did more than slip up as utah beat that ass all night okay so Now that things are shifting the way they are, and I'm recording this on a Sunday morning, so I haven't seen any of the rankings. Obviously, the new playoff stuff, like Ohio State and Michigan are going to work themselves out. Notre Dame's in play here. Whether that interests you or not, Notre Dame's in play here, and you always have an obligation to push it when you have a chance to make this tournament, okay? So, it's gonna get really, really interesting these last couple weeks of the season and these conference championship games. Notre Dame's in the mix, in the mix, okay? So, five straight 10-plus win seasons. That level of high-level consistency with the schedules that notre dame plays rock solid nobody's gonna say it isn't rock solid nobody could say it's not great it's just not elite nobody could say that notre dame is not firmly implanted at the top tier of the very very good they're just not elite yet just not elite yet okay so Notre Dame's 10-1, and the team the second half of the season has looked very different than the team and the effort we saw in the first half of the season. Now, I know our schedule was formulated in the way where it just turned out this year that the better teams we played, big picture now that we're looking with most of the year done. That the better teams we played tended to be on the front half of that schedule. I understand that. Especially some of the defenses we played. All the decent ones seemed to be earlier in the year. And we struggled with the offensive numbers early in the year. I know that. At the same time. Even though we're playing less good teams this second half. We are clearly getting better, and that's a great sign. So I can't say just because the teams we've beaten haven't been that good that it means we haven't been getting better, that we're just playing worse teams. No. If you look at the way we're playing, take the opponent out of it. Just look at how we're playing. It's much better. Just use your eyes. This is not a situation where we are playing the same we did in the first half of the season. And we're only getting wins because the teams we're playing are worse. That's not the case. Yes, we're playing worse teams. But we are also getting better. Above and beyond just the fact we're playing bad teams. The Arrows... Pointing up Notre Dame is now one of the few handful of teams where every recent year you could say they're trending up in November Notre <clears throat> excuse me Notre Dame no longer gets ran over in November worn out in November loses their conditioning in November the wheels fall off run out of gas, whatever you want to call it. We don't do it anymore. Notre Dame's a rock solid November team. And I love that. I absolutely love that. We don't lose games in November. It's unacceptable. November's winning time. Okay. So that's beautiful. So No matter what bowl we end up going to, if we make the playoff or just miss it, whatever, the arrow is pointing up. Keep it in mind. The arrow's pointing up. Now, in the short term, how do you make sure that arrow after this year continues to point straight up? Here's three easy little tidbits. Here's number one. Keep Marcus Freeman in your building. Okay? Zero touchdowns the last three games. Keep Marcus in your building. Now, some of you might say, you know, I know there's some big jobs available, but I don't see Freeman going to LSU or being ready for the USC rebuild and all that that entails, whatever. Uh, one of these big time jobs, a Washington job. Here's the thing. It isn't that I'm necessarily worried about losing Marcus to that. It's more the trickle down. Like if fickle takes a bigger job and loses cincinnati that's a perfect place for a marcus freeman to slide in at cincinnati it isn't the tip top of college football for a guy with no experience but it's a place for a guy who has experience there to go as a stepping stone first time head coach job so with freeman this cycle It isn't the biggest of the big jobs I'm worried about. It's the stepping stone in the middle trickle down effect of a guy leaving a position that could be a good entry point for Marcus to go to one of the biggest couple few jobs. That's what I'm worried about. Now, you could say, John, if... You're married to the idea of Freeman being the Notre Dame coach. It might not be that bad for him to go somewhere else. I don't, a, a middle tier get work out the kinks of being a new coach. Then when we're ready to revisit this, when Kelly's ready to be done, he's got his head coaching, uh, feet wet. And then he slides back into Notre Dame. And then it's even better than it could have been if he stayed here the whole time. That sounds good in theory and i've had that discussion with some other notre dame fans that sounds good in theory there's just a couple issues one is for the head coaching track that might be best for marcus to be able to get his feet wet somewhere else but then notre dame's defense takes a step back because then you're reshuffling what you're doing you're gonna have a new guy is that a new scheme I have to redo all that learning again and by the way i don't care who it is i doubt notre dame's gonna bring in anybody else that can recruit the way marcus can recruit for this defense so you know if he wants to go learn a few years come back when kelly's gone What happens to the Notre Dame defense during that gap? Okay. That's one issue. Number two is. The easiest way to keep a guy in your program is to keep him in your program once he leaves Notre Dame. I don't care what anybody says. It's going to be harder to get him back than when he's already in the building. So. If you want to keep this momentum pointing up, short term, keep Marcus at all costs, and I do mean all costs, all. I just read last week some alum, I forget the amount. It was some absurd. It was like he donated two two hundred million or fifty million, like. Some absurd number, and the guy just wrote a check for the general scholarship fund. It was like $5,200 million, something outrageous. When I say spare no costs to keep Marcus, that's exactly what I mean. I do not want to hear for a second Notre Dame doesn't have whatever dollar it takes to do this. Not listening because it's not true. You not wanting to spend an amount is different than you not having that amount to spend. Those are two very different notions, okay? Number two, and a part of this is tied into Marcus, keep recruiting the way we have been, 22, 23, fantastic, keep it up. Here's number three in the short term, keep developing our young guys are better than our young guys used to be a part of that is recruiting targeting better guys to begin with the other part of that is the rapid development once on campus okay so those are my three short term right after the end of this year the end of this game whatever Keep Marcus, keep recruiting, keep developing these young guys. They can contribute young, and a lot of them. Not one or two guys, one on each side of the ball, maybe in a blowout. Nope. We got a lot of young guys all over contributing to a winning football effort. Love it. So if Notre Dame should happen to back its way into this playoff, I look at it as a free spin at the championship wheel. Okay? That's honestly how I look at it. We've played, we had one marquee game on the schedule at home. Lost it by double digits. I counted us out from there. I do not see another marquee win on Notre Dame's schedule and it's not that they are not brand names or that we scheduled down it's that a lot of these brand names are in a low part of their trajectory right now and or they're having bad years or bad second halves to this year okay so if we make it within my opinion no marquee wins except it looks like they're gonna make wisconsin end up looking like one whatever but with no marquee wins and then a loss to in your one premier game to a non-power five team the idea that notre dame could still have a chance to get into the playoff blows my mind but here we are here we are okay so For Notre Dame to be that team all year who just won't go away is so great, and it has to be so annoying for fans of other teams. Notre Dame took their ugly loss, just wouldn't lose again, fought through injury, frustration, instability, transitional year in a lot of ways. The fact that they have never gave up, just kept winning, just kept winning, ignored me yelling, just kept winning. Credit to the staff and players for never packing it in post-Cincinnati and continuing to improve. There's a ton to like about what Notre Dame has going on. The next step is winning a playoff game. I'm not saying this year, but that's that's where this all has to be growing into an apex 2 at some point. Talent, young talent, we have lots of it, more coming. Get this thing over the hump. Let's go. It's the logical next step undefeated seasons, playoff experiences, five plus years of 10 or more wins. There's only one more hill to climb. Notre Dame is firmly planted at the top of tier two. Gotta find a way to break through. So if it's a free spin at the playoff wheel, great. If it's a New Year six situation, this is the only dynamic that makes me nervous and the only outcome of this season where I'm going to be extremely bitter. If Notre Dame misses the playoff, ends up in a New Year's six, plays bad and gets beat, that's the one I can't handle. That's the one outcome in all this that it can't be. So if you miss the playoff and end up number five, you got to win your New Year Six to get that monkey off your back. Notre Dame can't win a major bowl game. Build your momentum. Keep it going into next year. That's the only outcome this can't be at the end of this year. New Year's Six loss. New Year Six win. I can work with that in a lot of different ways. Big picture, small picture, immediate, historical. I can work that angle a lot of ways, positively. You lose at New Year's Six, that's a tough one to swallow after all we've been through this year, okay? I am not going to spend the second half of this episode breaking down all the individual plays and stats from this game quite frankly I don't think that's going to show that much but I do have some stats we want to go over that I think are way more important than us beating the hell out of whatever that Georgia Tech effort was here's first and foremost though my favorite part of the entire game other than the defensive touchdowns which are fantastic anytime you get them. Watching Estimate get the ball and run, that got me off my couch. The running back room in the future has me extremely excited. There is a lot to work with there. And if this offensive line comes together in gels and they're not injury ridden the way they were this year, this is going to be fun, okay? So I mentioned I want to go over some broader stats. I think we're at the point of the season where I want to pinpoint the divergence here between early in the year and later in the year to show what the growth pattern we're on. I think that's going to do us more good than showing how we beat up on Georgia Tech, okay? Okay. First, defensively, while getting used to a new scheme, new personnel, a slew of injuries to what would have been key contributors, then your best player for the second half of the year, Notre Dame, its last three games, has been fantastic. No touchdowns. Three weeks, zero touchdowns. I cannot physically ask for much more, okay? In these three games, the opposition crossed our 40-yard line 12 times. They have nine points combined in those 12 times, and we have seven because we scored on defense. Fantastic job overcoming injury overcoming new implementation of a new defensive coordinator great job okay the defense is going to keep getting better as long as marcus is here okay with his recruiting and not being injury ravaged the sky is the limit on the freeman factor defense for years to come the biggest factor in the freeman factor is keeping him here keep the man here the arrow is pointing straight up i can't think of a more notre dame thing than for the arrow to be pointing straight up and somebody steals Freeman after one year and then we're starting all over. New scheme, recruiting drops back. No. Keep this guy in the goddamn building. Okay? Keep him here. Now, let's switch over to the offense. Quite frankly, It gets even better on the offensive side of the ball. I fully expected the defense to settle in and level out under Marcus Freeman's tutelage. I had major questions if the offense was physically capable of making those improvements beginning of the year, middle of the year, end of the year. Much to my surprise and delight, they've done just that. Now... I know again that it's against not great opponents. Even in that case, you could also play not great and the numbers aren't that great. Or you could get better. Regardless of the opponent, you can always get better. Okay? Now, first five games, rushing, 81 yards a game average, four touchdowns overall giving up almost five sacks a game in that window the last most recent five games 208 yards rushing average 12 touchdowns barely over one sack a game that's great improvement i don't care if the teams we're playing aren't great or not that's A marked improvement, exactly what you want to see as a year progresses, getting better. Cone, up to and into Cincinnati, 59% completions, seven yards uh, per attempt, nine touchdowns, three interceptions since Cincinnati. Okay, similar touchdowns, nine interceptions, two yards per attempt up to just over nine here's the big one completion percentage from 59 up to 74 that's a guy getting the ball to playmakers in space and letting them do work okay the team has gotten better while developing younger athletes at the same time in a lot of spots that's exactly where you want to be notre dame rock solid at the top of very good banging on the door of elite the bottom end of the elite tier need a few things to stay and come into place the next couple few years to get us there i'm telling you keeping freeman here is a big piece to this huge puzzle it's a big big piece okay so keep it up keep it up it feels so good to genuinely feel feel the trajectory of a notre dame team is up as the year's ending it isn't plateaued where you're going god damn just let us squeak by by Stanford and then have a few weeks to breathe till the Camping World Bowl or the other, the old Kelly years where we have half a team in November and nobody's in condition and we're all beat up and it's miserable and cold and we all hate our lives. It's great to be on the other side of that where we're getting better. Keep it up against this garbage stanford team they are horrible at football i don't care if they beat oregon or not they're terrible at football if you're if you need a christmas tree i suggest you go to this game steal their mascot put it up in your home put a cross on top of it or a star or mary whoever's on top of the tree Hey, I hate that stupid mascot just as much as I hate Shaw's stupid smirk on his stupid, stupid face. Stanford has been outscored 79-10 to their last two home games. They have allowed four runs of almost 60 yards plus and an 84-yard touchdown run. I want to see similar numbers to what we saw this week to end the year next week in Palo Alto. Okay, get to 11 and 1 convincingly, then sit back, eat Charlie Weiss's burgers, and watch all the carnage around the country. Have a good one.